Welcome to the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, powered by Jetro. Each week, we bring extremely valuable accounting and tax tips specific to small business owners. You will be on your way to growing your business and putting more money in your pockets. Here's your host. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today's topic is on the Safe Harbor 401k, and we have special guest Matt Ruttenberg back with us. Now, before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by Jetro, a digital accounting firm servicing business owners across the country, helping them relieve stress around financials and save thousands in taxes. I am your host and founder of Jetro, Mike Jezoshek. And again, we have Matt Ruttenberg back today to talk about the, the standard Safe Harbor 401k and the Quacka Safe Harbor 401k. So Matt, welcome back as we kind of continue this discussion on retirement options for small business owners. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to get started today. You know, we've talked about a lot of, you know, various different plans and options available. Now we're kind of getting to that end and, and where things get a little bit more complex or, or talking about just various different options that are available to them. So we talked about a traditional 401k, kind of what that is, why somebody might fit into that. Talk to us a little bit about or give us some information as what is this kind of standard safe harbor 401k? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the standard safe harbor and most commonly known as just simply the safe harbor it is the most common and most popular uh, 401k plan for small businesses um, for a few reasons. And one is it's kind of a simple turnkey solution, um, kind of lowers the amount of compliance that's necessary uh, when you're starting your first 401k plan. Um, but more importantly, they're designed to allow the employer and the or the business owner to contribute um, quite a bit more towards retirement, and and this is all in uh, contrast to the regular four hundred one k or the traditional four hundred one k that um, most people think of when they're when they're thinking of a four hundred one k plan. Okay, so like with a traditional four hundred one k plan, there's certain. Um, kind of restrictions and, and various different testing that you have to do to make sure that you're, you know, within the limits and, and not overly highly, you know, overly giving benefit to highly compensated employees and things like that, right? That's right. Yeah. So in, in the traditional 401k plan, um, the idea behind the testing that is involved and, and basically I like to look at the traditional 401k plan as a cafeteria style plan, meaning you can choose and create and mold the plan how you like in, in reference to the um, the match and your vesting schedule that you're giving your employees. So are you going to give them a 3% match? Are you going to give them a 5% match? And how long do they need to be with the company in order to uh, take that match with them if they were to move on to the next employer? Um, but with that, there are testing requirements. Uh, there's two specific kinds. One one is basically making sure that the highly compensated employees are not um, overly benefiting from the plan than those who are undercompensated uh, in comparison. Um, and the other one is basically making sure that the, the majority of the assets in the plan is not towards those highly compensated employees as well. So what happens is if you create this cafeteria-style plan, the employer and the highly compensated employees – and family members of the owner, um, they're limited to a percentage over the average what the employees are doing just so 
to keep that fairness uh, in play for the employer and the employees. Okay. And now when we look at a, a safe harbor 401k, how does that change the picture? What, what, what changes when we look at that compared to kind of the cafeteria style? Yeah. So they created the safe harbor 401k as kind of a turnkey solution um, for the employer uh, to remove some of those testing requirements to allow the ownership, highly compensated family members of the ownership to max out on their 401k. Um, so if you choose from a pre-approved, so if you were to choose from a pre-approved uh, list of matching investing schedules, uh, in short, you're able to max out and kind of do what you need to. You don't need to worry about what the average employee is doing and how much they're contributing. You can now uh, get up into those maximum contribution limits that you see uh, online, at, you know, the 19,500. Okay. Now, there are two kinds of safe harbor 401ks. Um, and the most commonly known is the safe, it, it, you know, they just call it the safe harbor 401k. Um, we like to call it the standards uh, safe harbor 401k, uh, just because in the past, it's by far the most popular um, and, and, and by far the most known. Uh, it's basically um, a solution that has become less popular in recent, just in this recent year because of something called the Secure Act that was passed in late 2019 that kind of changed a few things in, in regards to tax credits that we can go over here in a, in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the standard safe harbor um, and the, uh, the QUACA safe harbor, uh, which stands for Qualified Automatic Enrollment Arrangement. Um, both of these types of safe harbor 401ks uh, eliminates those testing, uh, the annual testing like we mentioned before, um, and it allows the ownership to max out. Uh, the difference is uh, a few things. One is the amount of the match and the vesting schedule. And the other one is the amount of tax credits and also how uh, your employees are enrolled into the plan. So starting with the standard safe harbor, um, you would the employees need to opt in to the plan, uh, meaning during their enrollment meeting, uh, they would either be able to enroll online or on a on an enrollment form, and those who did not want to um, get involved in the four hundred and one k plan, they just simply don't sign up. It's as simple as that. Um, with the QUACA, the Qualified Automatic Enrollment Arrangement, it actually has a auto enrollment feature, uh, meaning the employees would have to opt out of the plan instead of opting in. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, and one benefit of that is, um, because of the secure act that was passed in 2019, uh, they get an additional, the employer gets an additional $500 tax credit, um, because the IRS wants to incentivize the employees to, uh, save for retirement inside of their own private foreign K plan. Okay. Makes sense. Now, um, is there any other advantages over the, you know, what, what other differences are there between the safe harbor and then the quacka outside of that kind of auto enrollment benefit? So the, the biggest difference that uh, has become the most popular in my opinion, when I, when I speak to uh, business owners is that vesting schedule. 
um, and the way the match is calculated uh, for the employees. Um, so the the biggest part is the vesting schedule, I'd say. Um, in a standard safe harbor 401k, um, part of those pre-approved uh, vesting schedules is it's immediately vested, meaning the participants, uh, as soon as you put your the employer match into the plan for them, they could walk away with it if they were to leave the company. Uh, in contrast to that is the Quacka, where it actually has a two-year cliff schedule. And what that means is the employer, I'm sorry, the employee would need to stay with the company for two years in order to be able to take that match with them. So it's an extra way to incentivize um, staying with the company for a longer period of time. Okay. And and that is by far the most popular reason why. Um, and it's also the most popular reason why people don't really like to start with the safe harbor in general uh, under the state uh, the standard safe harbor um, is because they want to their employees to stay with the company for as long as possible. So then what they would do is ultimately start a traditional 401k plan, which we talked about earlier, where now they're limited to how much they can contribute into the plan for themselves. Um, so enter the Quacka and it turns, it turns into a great solution for the employer. Uh, as far as the matching schedule, um, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's pretty similar. Um, the employer's maxed out on the standard at a 4% match. Uh, on the Quacka, it's a 3.5% match. Now, how they get to that percentage is quite different. Uh, on the standard, the first 3% gross that the employee puts in, so if your employee, um, let's just say, for example, is making $100,000, they put in 3%, they're putting $3,000 towards their retirement for the first three, for the first 3%, the employer's matching 100% of that three. The next two is at a 50% match. So if the employee is matching 5% or is, is contributing 5%, the employer is putting in four. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Now the quacka is quite different. The first 1% is only at a hundred percent. The remaining five where they max out at 6%, the employer and the employee is putting in 6%. The rest of that is at 50%. And that's how they max out at three, three and a half percent. So not only is it slightly lower with the Quacka as far as the match is concerned, and it's incentivizes the employee to contribute a little bit more, 6% instead of five. Uh, it also has that 2% match at that vesting schedule where uh, it, it, it incentivizes the employees to stay at, uh, at least those two years. Got it. Now with the, the standard safe harbor and the Quacka, if you're an employer and you say, I just want to do a 5% or a 10% match to my employees, do you have the flexibility to do that too? If you just want to say, I, yeah. I want to be more generous, I want to give that match out there. Yeah. And that's a great, great, great question. So um, part of those pre-approved uh, vesting and matching schedules is a contribution instead of a match. Um, the minimum is 3%. So instead of doing that 4% match or a 3.5% match, you can do a simple 3% contribution to all the employees, even if they don't contribute themselves. Okay. And could you do a match 100% up to 10%, say, if you wanted to? 
Yeah. Yeah. These are just minimums. You can, you can increase these. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so as long as you are doing the bare minimum, um, the calculations are, um, are, are different. So. Now, what would be a reason why someone would choose? You, you kind of mentioned at the beginning that most 401ks or a lot of them are in this, you know, safe harbor, whether they're a quack or, or, or just the standard. What would be a reason on why you would do a traditional 401k over a safe harbor 401k? So a lot of this comes down to what does the employer, what does the owner want to do uh, with their own money? Um, there, there's always, I always say there's two reasons why someone wants to start a 401k plan for their company. One is to incentivize or recruit their employees to um, stay with the company or recruit high level talent into the company. Uh, the other one is to start saving for their retirement themselves, which you know, brings in tax savings along with it. Um, a lot of times they'll move over to the traditional because their number one priority is to incentivize and recruit their employees to stay longer or to bring in high level talent. Um, th- that's their number one priority. Um, but second to that would be how much can they contribute themselves towards retirement. And, and then they just opt in to doing that, 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 the testing where it's 2% over the average is what they're allowed to put in. Okay. Now, when you're looking at the difficulty of setting these up, the ongoing cost or maintenance of them, the fees, um, the contribution maximums on the employer side or employee employee side, are they the same, whether you're looking at a traditional 401k, uh, a, a safe Harbor 401k or the Quacka 401k, are pretty much that cost and everything else involved as far as limits and all that, other than the match, very similar across the across the board for them? Yeah, and so both have the same contribution limits. Um, all three of those have the same contribution limits. Uh, 19,500 um, if you're under 50 and 26,000 if you're over 50. Um, the and, and, and also, I wanted to mention that they both have that Roth option, the Roth uh, option versus the pre-tax. Um, that has to do with basically plan design. Um, as far as the cost is concerned, they're all they're all the same. They're all about the same. Um, setting up a plan is a little bit more difficult when you're doing a traditional uh, versus a safe harbor, um, e- either either safe harbor. And the main part of that is is trying to decide how to create and mold that plan um, that you're starting in with the traditional. Uh, also making sure that it's compliant. Um, annual testing is also easier with your safe harbor, of course, because it, it, it eliminates two um, types of testing methods. Um, so in, all in all, it, the costs and contribution limits are the same. However, it's, a, it's slightly more difficult um, to manage and set up the traditional 401k. But as long as you have a good partner, a good administration company involved, um, a lot of this is done for you. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when I think of this just off the top of my head and just based on our conversation, you know, I'm thinking the safe harbor, whether it's the standard or the quack would definitely make sense over the traditional because you also still have that flexibility. If you, if you, if your main goal is just to retain and, and keep good talented employees and you want to offer that benefit, at a higher rate, you want to match higher than say the, the four or three and a half percent. You can 
you can go higher if you wanted to. So it sounds like generally stated in most cases, you know, people are probably going to lean towards one of these safe harbor options, as you kind of alluded to at the beginning of the, of the conversation versus a traditional 401k. Yeah, absolutely. Almost every small business, like 401k that we've been starting in 20, uh, in 2020 and then coming into 2021 has been the quacka. Um, it's, it's almost uh, a 90, 10 split between the standard versus the quacka. And, and usually when is the traditional, uh, 401k is involved, it's, it's for different reasons. It's it, the priorities are a little bit different. So Got um, it. it's become very popular. Great. No, I think this is really helpful. And this really pairs well with, you know, we, we've kind of gone along this line of, of retirement options available to small business owners where we looked at, you know, simple IRAs and, and just, you know, various different options of traditional 401k, the Roth, and now we're into, um, the safe harbor and the, and the Quacka. So I think that this really kind of opens up the idea and, and really, you know, lets clients know and, and listeners know, um, you know, what are the options available over there and what makes sense for you? You know, we kind of talked about in the, in the previous episode that, you know, you might be, you might be listening to this and saying, Oh, that all sounds great, but you might have one or two employees. And so you might be thinking, let's stick with the simple IRA at this point, but then you can always graduate into something else when your business, when it makes sense for your business or you personally to get into maybe higher contribution, um, allowances and things like that. So. Just kind of wrap up. Is there anything else related to kind of the safe harbor 401k or the Quacka safe harbor that, uh, you know, you think would be good for, for listeners to, uh, to know just as we kind of wrap up the, the 401k piece? Yeah. Just quickly, I wanted to mention, um, you know, if, if you ever wanted to switch from a standard to a Quacka or vice versa, um, for any reason, <clears throat> um, as, as you said, graduating and increasing, um, you know, the Quacka is a good way to start because you're, you have that vesting schedule. Um, the, the, tr- the standard safe harbor is, um, if you want to call it maybe a richer, um, way to match and, and give incentive to your employees. But if you want to switch, um, there's a, just a quick rule. You can only have one type of 401k plan in any given year. You can't, it's not as simple as just turning it off and turning on another one. You do have to wait until the end of the calendar year to switch that over. So um, okay. having that conversation earlier than later is always a good, good thing to do. Makes sense. Yeah. And that's one thing that we'll talk about later in the year too. We'll, we'll dig deeper into, um, dates and, and, and kind of what are the deadlines? When do you have to have these plans open by and what are some things to be considered there? So, um, no, I, I just want to appreciate you again, Matt, for, for jumping on. This is, this is good stuff. A lot of good information coming, um, you know, on the retirement side, because I think there's a lot of confusion. And, and just a reminder that uh, if you're interested in setting up a retirement plan or just want to talk to Matt and kind of learn about what option is going to be best for you, uh, within the show notes, there's information to reach out to Matt. There's a page that you can go to, fill out a kind of a quick questionnaire um, and, you know, kind of see initially what plan you're going to you're going to be um, best suited with. Um, so definitely feel free to reach out to Matt. And Matt, again, I just want to thank you for for jumping on this episode. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And we're going to start and, and continue and kind of end the um, conversation about retirement planning and the options available in the next episode. We're going to be talking about advanced plan designs for high income earners. Um, so definitely do just you know, definitely tune into that episode as we talk about that, especially if you're in that higher income earner bracket. If you're not, still jump in. This is going to be good information and something that you can look forward to as your business continues to grow. Um, and then, like I said, we're also at the kind of mid-year, we'll, we'll bring back uh, Matt to come on another episode to talk about some of those deadlines and what are some important key dates that you should know as business owners. So um, thank you for listening to another episode and I will see you next week. 
Now, one last thing before I go. Don't forget to join our free Facebook group. Just go into Facebook, search Small Business Tax Secrets. There's also a link in the show notes. It's a great area where you can collaborate with like-minded business owners and further discussion of what we talk about here in the podcast. Also, don't forget to join our free Facebook training program. There's a link in the show notes for that as well. Finally, I want to talk about the launch of our tax minimization program. A couple weeks ago, we talked about our founding member pre-launch, and we're still running that special for you. So feel free to check that out. Again, this is our tax minimization program, and and guys, this is literally a game changer. This is a way where you can do tax planning, learn about the tax strategies that are available for you, learn about how to implement them all on your own. We provide a library of tax strategies and what they are, explain them in detail. We also have implementation guides in there on how you can implement them in your business and start using those tax strategies today. Also a part of our program, we have unlimited Ask a Pro questions. So you have that general question, is this deductible or not? You have access to my team to ask questions on a regular basis. We also have a private Facebook group specific to the tax minimization program where you can collaborate and dig deeper on these tax strategies that we discuss. There's also a monthly group training where we're going to get together as a group and go through certain specific strategies and really deep dive into them. There's also members get provided a discount on, on services as well as some partner services as well. So check out our tax minimization program. I'm super excited. You guys are going to love this. It's a great way to take what we teach here and dig deeper and start to implement this stuff today to make sure that you're paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible. Go to www.taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax. There's also going to be a link in the show notes. Again, it's taxsavingspodcast.com forward slash tax. And again, this is for our tax minimization program. Again, so you can be on your way to paying the least amount of taxes legally possible and have a full toolbox on how you can implement these strategies yourself and get to work on that right away. So look forward to seeing you in there. Look forward to seeing you in our Facebook group. This has been another episode of the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast from the team at Jetro. If you enjoy our weekly episodes, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on and share with other business owners. If you have any questions or future topics you want to hear, email them to tax at jetrotax.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.